it will challenge you. And I think that as nurses, we have an obligation to cultivate that knowledge in each other. Supporting the development of our clinicians is vitally important. And if you think about the patients that we take care of, do you really want just okay? Take the leap. Don't let the fears become a barrier. It really is not as difficult as I imagined it would be. This is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses, a podcast about clinicians committed to improving lives. Join me, other nurses from Humana, and special guests as we discuss topics nurses care about. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses. This is Kathy Driscoll, Humana's Chief Nursing Officer, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about professional development and the importance of continuous growth to career satisfaction and quality patient care. We're gonna talk about the role a supportive work culture plays in ensuring that nurses' development is encouraged and supported. It's a subject we hear a lot about from nurses at Humana, and I'm sure it's a subject that's on the mind of nurses everywhere. So today I'm joined by four guests. We have two nurses from Humana, Mignon Semler, a UM nurse from our Texas region, and Amanda Spaulding, who's a manager of our SNF claim review team. And both have pursued degrees while working at the same time at Humana, and we're going to hear a little bit about their experiences. We're also joined by Dustin Munoz, a senior talent management professional at Humana's Enterprise Talent Management area. And our fourth guest is Dr. Patty Spur from Spalding University. She's a professor and a program director for the RN to BSN, MSN, and Bachelors of Health Science programs. So welcome to the voice of Humana Nurses, Mignon, Amanda, Dustin, and Patty. And thank you for being my guest today. We're looking forward. It's an important topic and one that we hear a request for a lot of info from our nurses about. So before we jump into the conversation, let's get to know everybody a little bit. Dustin, how about we start with you? What's something that the audience should know about you? Thanks, Kathy, and thanks for having me on your podcast today. I really appreciate the opportunity. I have the privilege of helping associates grow and develop their careers at Humana, utilizing our career cultivation resources. A fun fact about me is that about a month ago, I started a PhD program at Texas Tech. Well, congratulations. Good for you. Uh, I think you're going to have not so many free nights now, right? (laughs) Yeah. Mignon, how about you? Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. Um, I've been a nurse for over 20 years. I currently am a front-end review utilization manager for Humana, and I've been at Humana for three years. Um, A fun fact about me is that I live in Fredericksburg, Texas, and we are um, like the little Napa Valley of Texas, and it's a beautiful place to live. Oh, that's good to know. I like wine, so I'll have to visit there. (laughs) Amanda, I know that you have somewhat of a family tradition of graduates of Spalding University. Um, Why don't you tell us about that and tell us a little fun fact about you? Certainly. Both my mother and my sister-in-law are graduates from Spalding University. I actually graduated from a master's program with my sister-in-law. And yes, I am related to Catherine Spalding very, very distantly. (laughs) A fun fact about me, Spalding gave me the opportunity to actually study community health nursing in Quito, Ecuador. Wow. That was a ball. That's great. Boy, and that's something I didn't even know was possible, learning something already here. Patty, welcome to our podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Well, I'm thrilled to be here. Um, I have been at Spalding 
for about six years now and have been in education for quite a while. Um, I almost hesitate to say when I graduated from nursing school, but I, I did that in 1977 and with an associate degree. So I kind of went through school the same way you all are going. And I realized very quickly after graduating that if I wanted to advance in nursing, I needed to have a BSN. So I returned to school and then continued on. My husband used to always say that going to school was like his golf game. And I said, well, that kind of sounds like I'm a little boring, but but um, I do love learning. You're a lifelong learner lifelong. then, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Dustin, let's start our conversation by level setting on something that's really important. And that is um, how we support the development of our clinicians. Can you let us uh, get a little insight into why you think it's important to offer educational services and support to our associates? Absolutely. And I'll just start off by saying I completely agree, Kathy. Supporting the development of our clinicians is vitally important. Um, Humana has a strong commitment to the continuing educational needs of our associates. And by investing in our associates, it helps build Humana's future growth and stability. Now, some of the educational benefits that are available for Humana Associates include things like tuition reimbursement, which our associates, our full-time associates, have access to $5,000 per calendar year for tuition reimbursement. Also, we offer free academic advising through a partnership with Pearson Education. This means that associates who decide to pursue higher education will get one-on-one support by an academic advisor who will help them with things such as finding the best program and school to meet the specific needs and or interests of that associate. Thanks, Dustin. And where should our listeners go to find the information about the um, getting the one-on-one counseling or any of the other educational benefits? Our associates can always go to go slash degree. That's that's going to provide them links to things such as tuition reimbursement. It also has the contact and advisor button on that page. Great. And I know I've heard a lot of great feedback about those conversations where you can, whether you're a nurse, another clinician, or another associate at Humana, um, that you can have that discussion about what's important for you and some of your own educational goals. So, Dustin, you know, we all know that there's many schools out there. How are we making sure that we're supporting our associates with the right fit with educational institutions that align with their own development goals and that allow for adult learning? You know, I've heard a lot about um, I'd like to go back to school, but I have so many different obligations in my life. I don't know if I can make the commitment. So when we think about that, work-life balance and the other commitments we all have in our life. How do we allow for that? Yeah, that's a really great question. We hear a lot of the same things frequently. So associates can use their tuition reimbursement benefit at any accredited academic institution. But we're always searching for universities that have programs and curricula that really focus on uh, being able to gain contemporary skills and that are adult learner friendly. We also work with schools to see if they have um, uh, benefits such as tuition deferment, if that might be an option, or if the schools offer any type of discount to Humana Associates so they can maximize their tuition reimbursement benefits. 
Great. So we've really heard from our nursing community about just those types of things. That's really what they value, um, being adult learners, having some flexibility, not uh, necessarily having to put a large amount of money out before you start getting reimbursement, etc. Um, it makes it a little bit easier for them to um, commit to higher education goals. Um, so has this kind of feedback or how has this kind of feedback um, helped you all to um, think about schools that we partner with or different types of programs that we should add? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely helped guide us. The feedback that we received last year from our nurses really helped us with identifying four universities as part of our nursing degree academic partnership. We learned that it was important to our nurses that there were programs supporting the RN to BSN and the MSN degrees. We also heard from nurses that they wanted a program that did not require them to complete in-person clinicals. So after evaluating the different programs, we decided that Arizona State University, Maryville University, Norwich University, and Spalding University all met the criteria that we desire as part of our partnerships. Thanks, Destin. And, you know, we have so many nurses who work in a lot of different roles and are dispersed across the country here, um, many of whom who work remotely. I can see how flexibility is one of the biggest kind of guiding influences that we look for. And, you know, flexibility in the hours that you can partake of the programs, what types of clinical work you have to do, if it can be online or not, etc. So, you know, are, are we finding that nurses are taking advantage of these developments? development opportunities? Yeah, and as a talent management professional, I'm so excited to be able to say, yes, we are. We have a large number of our nurses attending Spalding University, and we uh, thought we would have Patty join your podcast to talk more about Spalding and what makes their specific program so attractive to our Humana nurses. Yeah, we've heard really great feedback, um, especially around that area of flexibility, which I think helps to open the door. So, um, Patty, what are some of the things that you're finding most important as nurses might consider continuing on their educational journey? Well, one of the things that we try very hard as we develop the course is that everything is very practical. There are things that you need. Uh, one of the things that drives me nuts is when students will say, you know, there was just a lot of busy work. Um, nobody has time for busy work. We don't have the time or the money to spend time doing that. So we've tried really hard to, at Spalding, we have six-week sessions instead of a semester. Usually anybody, you can do anything for six weeks. <laughs> the other nice thing is there's seven six-week sessions across the year, and you can come and go. So it's not like if something comes up, life happens. We all, happens to all of us. And you can sit out six weeks. All of the classes, I've developed them all with the exception of the very last capstone. I've created them all so they all stand independent. So that way people can come and go, take the courses. Every course is offered twice a year. So we could plan it out. I've kind of made up sample schedules for people to move along so that that way they can get what courses in that they need. The other thing from a um, standpoint of an online, I have taken the vow of no physical books. So I try to use everything that is online access or um, eBooks. Um, textbooks nowadays, it seems like you can't buy one from under a hundred dollars. 
And there's nothing that drives you more crazy to say, you know, I bought this book and I never took the cellophane off of it. The other nice thing about online resources is that they're current. They're up to date. You know, very often a textbook is out of date by the day it's printed. Another thing is that I have set up the courses as there's no deadline dates for any assignments. Now, some people like deadlines. So we have a suggested deadline for every course because there's some people who need that. But every unit, there's usually six units in every course, and they're all open from day one so people can move along at their own pace. So if they have a bunch of time, they can sit down and hit it really hard. Then if life gets really busy, they don't have to worry about it, and then they can come back and get it finished up. So try to be as flexible as possible um, with that. Um, you know, nursing is a changing landscape. Um, every day we're learning new and better things, and so we're constantly trying to reevaluate and adjust the classes to be as pertinent as possible to the individuals that are in the classes. Those all sound like really practical and excellent suggestions and glad that you're implementing them. I, as you were speaking about textbooks, I, you know, you, you hate to, to part with your very first nursing mm -hmm. textbooks, but boy, are they out of date. And mm -hmm. I, I think of them on a bookshelf somewhere. Um, I think they're memory makers, if nothing else. Um, so, Patty, maybe you can share some thoughts or some insights on benefits. And, and I think you shared a, a bit of a personal story, mm -hmm. too, about benefits to a career for a nurse to who might have an associate's degree to attain their bachelor's or, or master's degree. How, how does it help impact how they practice in their career? Well, one of the things that we try to really stress is to make people um, help to expand your critical thinking abilities, your writing abilities, your speaking abilities. In some ways, it's some of those soft skills that is what everybody is looking for in employees. The healthcare industry is changing constantly. And, you know, I, my, my daughter-in-law recently completed a program and she said, you know, I don't think I'll ever go back to school. I said, don't ever say you're not going back to school because in order to be able to stay current, you have to constantly keep up with um, what's evolving so that we're given the best possible. I've been thinking about those AT&T commercials that have been on, and um, particularly that one, the, the fellow who doesn't speak, I think it's Finnish or Dutch or whatever it is, and, and he says, you know, my, my Dutch is, it's okay. You know, and, um, and you say, do you really want just okay? And if you think about the patients that we take care of, their families don't want just okay. And we don't want to provide that type of care. So um, it's it gives you advances not only in your personal satisfaction, you can go into other types of positions. Nurses are very, very versatile. And not only in healthcare, outside of healthcare, there's a, a lot of opportunities if you have a bachelor's degree. Yeah, and our listeners will know that I often say if more leaders were nurses, the world would be a better place. So <laughs> I think that, that everyone will agree with me that's in the room here. You know, and I, I think as we think about the changing landscape of healthcare, we think about the recommendations of um, the Institute of Medicine around the future of nursing and building this really diverse and highly educated workforce and really counting on the nursing workforce to drive change needed changes in healthcare. It really supports lifelong learning there at every level. Um, so I think that, um, you know, I think that 
really just looking at not only the clinical research that shows better outcomes, the the ability to kind of have this great confidence that you can move on and, and become a clinical leader or a leader of non-clinicians, um, the influence that you can have on the healthcare team and on patient outcomes is really unparalleled. And I think at heart, most nurses want to be lifelong learners and really crave that. So we think it's up to us to create this springboard and this foundation that they can do that. Any, any barriers that you see um, for nurses who want to pursue higher education? I think the biggest barrier is just life. Yeah. Um, you know, very often it's unusual for a nurse to come back that doesn't have other family life um, challenges whether it be taking care of their parents and maybe children, um, their kids are taking them to soccer games or taking them to dance class. I know one of the things when I went back to school um, for my doctorate, I took everything to the soccer field with me. You know, so the portability, the ability for people to be able to sit at the soccer field, read your, you know, read and kind of sketch out things is very, very important. So the flexibility the ability to be sure that what you're learning you believe can apply to your life and not something that's um, extra. The other thing is is being able to reduce some of the barriers. We've looked, we've talked, I think I talked a few minutes ago about sequencing of classes, not to have that too much in the way. There's nothing worse than somebody to say, well, you know, I need that one class and it's not offered for a year from now. So trying to look at the sequencing of classes, um, the no deadlines, things that I know what interfere with my learning and I've constantly the I will say the students that we've had so far in the classes this fall have been phenomenal, giving us all kinds of suggestions of how we can improve. Um, and we will put it into place with the very next class. That's great, Patty. And we really appreciate how in touch you are um, with the needs of nurses who are going through the programs at Spalding. So thank you very much. And I think that's a great segue to bring Amanda into the conversation. And just want to congratulate you for um, your BSN, MN, and MSN. And we were just talking before we started about um, what might be your next goal with a doctorate. That the program is, uh, you know, relaunched at Spalding too. So, you know, what was your motivation? Why did you decide to pursue those degrees? Um, my motivation. I always wanted to be a nurse when I was growing up, but I was told, you can do more than that. So I tried to do more than that. I ended up in the Navy, and while I was in the Navy, I was a photographer, and I got to work with a lot of healthcare professionals. I got to work in forensics, and that just really continued to stimulate my love for the medical field, and I met a lot of very influential nurses. I wasn't eligible for the Navy nurses program. I was three months too old, so I got out, and after acclimating back to civilian life, I went back to school, went back to Spalding University, got my bachelor's degree, and fell in love with nursing and realized that there is so much more to nursing than most people understand. If you would have told me when I graduated 20 years ago that I would be in the position that I'm in, influencing the other nurses that I'm influencing, and working for a company like Humana, I never would have believed you. So what was the, um, your enthusiasm is so contagious. I just want to continue that part of the conversation, but maybe um, just wind back a little and tell us, you know, you're an adult learner. What was the experience like going back to school then? That was a transition, I'm sure. It was. It was a huge transition. Um, when I went for my bachelor's degree, 
I really didn't have to work. I was fortunate. I went on vocational rehabilitation, and I worked part-time as a CNA, so I didn't have those pressures. But when I went back from a master's program, I was working full-time, trying to maintain a family, and I really appreciated the flexibility that I had when I went to Spalding. Um, The flexibility was incredible, but more importantly, the support. I met nurses and nurse educators and leaders in the field that continue to influence me today. I can't say enough about what they did for me as far as teaching me, having the patience to put up with me, mm-hmm. and the opportunities that they opened for me. Yeah, and that's a great point about expanding your network, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny where nurses meet each other, too. You, mm-hmm. you kind of congregate at certain doctors or <laughs> um, schools, etc. there. So um, what was your favorite course? Oh, my favorite course was our research course. In our master's program, Rather than writing a thesis statement, we actually conducted research. We spent two semesters. We had the first semester where we developed the statistical methods and actually created the outline of our project. Our second semester, we went out into the community and executed our project. And then we had to come back and make a presentation and produce a body of work that was suitable for publication in a peer review journal. That's exciting. Exciting. And, you know, one of the things that um, we've spent some time talking about here at Humana is really that, um, you know, driving that curiosity and involving more nurses in research, involving um, our research area in things or or studies that are part of um, what's important to nurse uh, nurses and just finding out more about the profession how that's part of the interprofessional team etc cetera, etc cetera. so um, there's some interesting research that we have at Humana that are that is going on right now and we do sit on the research governance board so always pushing anything that involves nurses or is for nurses there um, you know so as you've gone through um, your academic progress there. How would you say that might that's impacted your career development? Early in my career, it was beneficial to have the knowledge and have the experience, but there's not a lot of call for advanced practice nurses in long-term care, and that's where I've specialized. But as I moved through regional director positions and corporate positions, I was able to utilize the information and the knowledge that I gained from my master's program It's given me a better understanding of business, and in my current role, it really helps me understand the decisions I have to make, why I have to frame my decisions in certain ways, and to look at not only the human aspect, but the economic aspect. Right, because we all work within a business Mm -hmm. environment. Um, So I think, you know, we always talk about balance. So it's balance of caring and people always first, but also understanding the business context in, in which healthcare exists in the United States. So um, that that's really good. So would you recommend getting an advanced degree to other nurses? I would, I wholeheartedly would recommend it. It will challenge you, it will make you grow, it will really teach you so much about yourself and what you're capable of accomplishing. It will open doors, It's a wonderful opportunity. And I think that as nurses, we have an obligation to cultivate that curiosity and to cultivate that knowledge in each other and to really support nurses who want to go back to college, go back to university, get their PhD, get their master's degree. One of the things that excites me the most in my current job is I have two nurses on my team that are going back for their BSN program. And it is just really, it's very gratifying to me to be able to work with them 
to help them, to mentor them along, to give them the support they need to work and find out, you know, what do you need to keep that work-life balance that is so important? Yeah, you bring up a great point about supporting one another. Um, Sometimes I think we feel like we have to all go it alone and we're strong and we can do it and kind of soldier through it. But, you know, the the fact of the matter is none of us exists in a vacuum. And I think it's a, a great point about finding your peers, those who are on your team, et cetera, and, and really encouraging them. So let's let's talk to you, Mignon. You're currently a student who's pursuing your BSN. So congratulations to you as well. Why did you choose to pursue this degree? I decided to start pursuing my BSN degree because Humana and Spalding made it so easy to become registered, to register my classes. Humana offers the amazing tuition reimbursement, so there really was no excuse to financially not pursue this degree. It's been an exciting adventure so far. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about how it's going being an adult learner? You took the leap. Um, Why don't you share some insights with others? As an adult learner, I actually am a much better student now than I was 20 years ago. Um, I think that I'm a better student now because I have higher expectations. Uh, I want to be a role model for my kids and for my utilization review team. And again, it just was so easy to pursue it. And I think that stopped me before in the past, just the concern financially and the concern how, where do you even start? Humana has made that so easy for us. That's great. How about you share with us, what's your favorite course so far? So far, the research and evidence-based practice has been the most fulfilling um, for me. It was the first course I took through Spalding. It did push me out of my comfort zone. Um, It was fun to find new things and new information, ways to find that information uh, through databases, finding reputable articles. Uh, It's been the most helpful um, so far, and I find myself using that almost on a weekly basis, trying to find best practices to share with my team. That's excellent. We have Patty here shaking her head when when you talked about how you could apply it to your career and to your your life. Um, and, And I think that's... You know, nursing is not stagnant. Um, healthcare is not stagnant. And really t- staying on top of things is is really important and helpful. Um, and I just wanted to ask you, Mignon, how do you think that um, getting your BSN and all the coursework and, and interactions that you're having might help you in your career progression as well? I already see that it's helping in my career progression. I think it was already mentioned. It does just take you outside the box. You see things differently, you process things differently. So it's just helped have a whole different point of view, you know, professionally and even at home, how to deal with uh, certain situations. So what would you say to nurses who are currently listening to this podcast and thinking about maybe it's time for me to go back to school? What would your advice be? Take the leap. It's so easy to go um, slash degree was so easy to maneuver. Don't let the fears of student loans and tuition and time um, become a barrier. It really is not as difficult as I imagined it would be. That's great. And congratulations again. It, it is a big leap to take. And, and, you know, we can always think about things forever and think about how difficult they might be. But um, congratulations for taking that leap and for sharing your insights with us. 
Um, Patty, let's bring you back into the conversation a little bit. Aside from the BSN and MSN programs, Spalding also has a um, doctorate program now. Would you like to speak a little bit about that to our listeners? Um, I sure will. I, I would like to also add that the one really wonderful things that we have, and I was saying this to Kathy earlier, is that since we have nurses from across the country, it's really wonderful hearing what is going on within their communities um, what are the kinds of things that they're experiencing? And so we can all learn from each other. And I can say, with, I think without any hesitancy for all faculty, we learn as much coming out of the classes as um, as, as hopefully that you all do. The um, other thing is, is tuition deferment. We do offer, Spalding does offer that. So there's actually no money out of pocket. Um, you sign the t- tuition deferment and we wait for your grades. But with our doctoral program is the exact same um process we've relaunched and initially when dmp started a great deal and we're focused on post um, nurse practitioner and it really limited um, it, anyone who was entering the program had to have um, become a nurse practitioner and one of the things i've noticed myself is um, i have an edd because again remember i'm kind of old and um, but you go places and somebody will say, well, what is your doctrine? And I'll say, oh, my doctor's in education. They go, oh, you know, so it's kind of like DMP is the new um, hot degree for nursing. And again, it's bringing it to a practical level. Um, we have moved. Uh, we have a new graduate director. Um, her name is Dr. Pam Elsey. And she has a very strong, heavy leadership background. So the courses have been geared um, more towards um, leadership in healthcare, whether it be informatics, whether it be education, whether it be executive leadership, um, or even clinical leadership. So you've got four options again to focus on. Um, we're wanting again to bring it home, bringing it towards what is current for you, and we're hoping it's going to be more than just checking boxes off. Um, providing the advanced degree as far as research and current um, development. Excellent. I know there's a lot of interest in that as well. So we'll be uh, listening to hear uh, how that goes and and what Humana nurses might participate in that program. And I'm sure we'll be talking again. Um, So Dustin, let's let's finish up with bringing you back in um, and reminding us again, our nurses who are listening to this podcast, if they're interested in learning more about ways they can further their education, um, benefits that Humana is offering them. Can you remind us again where they can find that information, please? Absolutely. Um, clinicians can go to go slash degree. That page is going to give you lots of information. It will link you to the tuition reimbursement information. There's also a contact and advisor button that you can then fill out the form. And one of our Pearson partners will reach out to you to further uh and discuss and explore uh, your future educational goals. That's great. And I would encourage all of our listeners to take a look there and find out what the benefits are and see what works for you. I think that what we've heard here today really shows that 
we're trying to make it as easy as possible to support people's growth and development. Um, and you heard a lot about leadership. So I'll remind you once again, if more leaders were nurses, the world would be a better place. So whatever works for you and, and your situation and your needs really would encourage you to be a change agent, to be a leader, because every nurse is a leader um, and to support your goals um, with with some of these great benefits. So thank you to Dustin, Mignon, Amanda, and Patty. Really enjoyed our, our talk today. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play by searching the words, The Voice of Humana Nurses. And we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email at chiefnursingofficer at humana.com. Give us your comments and your suggestions about topics or people you want to hear from or hear about. So until next time, be well. Be well.